0: I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO, National Podcast Post Month. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Gantis. hope everyone is well today. I am an award-winning author of 14 books. I am an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I run Author Assist, which helps authors marketing and promotion with their books. And I'm also the host of the, Artist, uh, of the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. That is a mouthful. Okay, my guest today, a very special guest today, is uh, Michelle Faust. Welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: Now, you wear so many hats. Behind the pen, No, yeah, no. <laughs> Behind the pen is a show about anyone who works with a pen. So you could be an artist, a author, editor, tattooist, a musician, a writer, and it goes on and on and on. So my first question to you,
1: Michelle, is: What do you use your pen for? Well, just about all of those things you mentioned. It's- I'm not an artist, and I'm not a musician. <laughs> Primarily, um, I'm a publisher and a writer, uh, and my genre is uh, helping people to share their story. Very, very passionate about people connecting with and embracing and loving who and what they are, where they've been, where they're going, and um, I help them do that through storytelling.
0: Well, well, let's find out a bit about you and who you are and where you're going. How did it all start with you? I mean, where did this love of writing or wanting to communicate with people and get their stories? I mean, did this start off um, a long time ago or is this all newish?
1: Uh, kind of yes and no. I mean, I've, I've, I've always had a passion for, um, for writing and uh, for reading. Um, I never really believed that I could be a writer. I like to say uh, I, could, I can write a little bit, um, but I have so much respect for really good authors that I just I couldn't put myself in that, um, at that level. Um, so I, I have always been an avid reader, um, but as far as a career, I took on a totally different path and ended up in pharmaceutical sales. The oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> and um, as anyone in pharmaceutical knows it's not if it's when you get fired because that is the industry norm oh, uh, my gosh. i was lucky to get 20 years before that happened to me uh but having invested that much time i was pretty devastated uh oh. when i finally did get um literally kicked to the curb uh so then I was at a time in my life where, well, I don't know. I don't think I want to go back into pharmaceuticals. What am I going to do? Um, so I, I lucked into the uh, space of, of, entrepreneurial world and, and I thought, well, maybe I can write well enough that I could be a content writer. So I set up to create a business around content writing, um, which is okay, but I wasn't very really passionate about it, <laughs> but you know, I could bring in a few dollars that way, but here's the, where the real story is, is I found myself uh, feeling pretty fearless and unstoppable at some point because I was doing things that I hated to do, and I need to give your, your listeners a little background of why I hate doing things like net, networking and follow-up on phones and things like that. Is I, was born with a severe hearing loss. And so those things are difficult for me, um, mm-hmm. but I did it. You know, I, I was like, if I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, I have to do all those hard, hard things. And so uh, I, I, I just felt, I just had this like story building up inside that was all about the foundation of growing up. Being the little girl who couldn't hear, and then turning into you know the woman that did and could. So that was kind of my story I wanted to tell, and I didn't know how to do it. Um, so I, you know, long story short, really is after some research and talking to some people, I decided on an anthology um, because I really wanted to do the book right, and it it it, it takes money. To do it right you know oh, yes. Lots of people can go into the independent space you know and 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 put it out on Amazon but you know I don't I didn't know about marketing the book and and um copy uh or editing it and all those kinds of things uh, I thought I needed a writing coach too I was starting kind of from scratch and so by doing an anthology uh, I could spread the cost around and at the same time create this beautiful book around lemon to lemonade stories so how now, do we turn we take our stories and turn them into something really beautiful
0: this is what uh, I say the lemonade where does the lemonade where did that title come from how did it inspire you for this book
1: it, it, it came from a brainstorming session uh, between uh, myself and, and the company that I had hired to help me with this process of, of publishing a book, I didn't re- I didn't come up with it. One, one of the my team members did, and we, we were going through a whole long list of, of names that we had brainstormed. I'm sure you know the process. It's <laughs> a lot. Um, I hit on the lemonade stand and I kind of went... hmm. rather like that (laughs) we had not really talked about lemon to lemonade stories but that's what they were you know call them what you want you know triumph over tragedy you know whatever that when life gives you lemons
0: you make lemonade exactly
1: and so it wasn't just that that resonated with me but there were other things too first of all the lemonade stand represented to me community. So if you think about, you know, back in the good old days when we might've had a lemonade stand going on, you know, you're a little eight-year-old kid and, you know, dad's mowing the lawn and we stop by and get a cold drink of lemonade. And next thing you know, another neighbor comes by and says, hi, how you doing? You know, and, and you've got a little community spot. Uh, the other thing that really resonated was if you go back to the Peanuts cartoon, remember Lucy? She used a lemonade stand to put her sign out the doctor is in. And to me, it is such a cleansing and healing process to share your story, to put it down on paper, that there's really a mental health component around it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The third thing was that the lemonade stand sounded like it could be a series that I could a second or a third or a fourth book out. So you are already and thinking about more than one book at that time. I was, I was. I put my Jack Canfield hat and wanted to create a chicken soup for the soul. Um, but it, uh, it wasn't chicken soup, it was lemonade. And uh, it cool. just all kind of came together.
0: So this anthology, it sounds like it's more when you say stories, but it sounds like it's more them telling a story as in nonfiction pieces rather yeah. than fiction. Correct.
1: Correct. I, I, I stay totally in that lane of uh, nonfiction because um, I, I, I read and love, but you know, cannot. I should never say cannot, right? I probably could if I really tried. But I feel that I'm much better in the nonfiction world than in the fiction world. And, in, and the thing is, is I like staying in that place because I don't think there's anything better than people's real life stories.
0: Mm.
1: When I go to watch a movie and I see uh, inspired by actual events or based on a true story or something like that, I, I'm more interested. Yeah. In because I say. Yeah. Oh, somebody did this, somebody lived Mm -hmm. through this. So I'm more engaged than somebody who made up a story about uh, something. So that's what I do, is I just, you know, uh, through either the anthology series, uh, inviting people to collaborate and share their stories, or I also help published i learned enough about publishing i won't say that i'm the most the smartest and the best um but i'm pretty darn good uh, at getting people's uh, books out there so uh sometimes people have a big enough story uh and the budget to be able to put out an entire book that tells about their life events so i help them do that and it's wow. just ordinary to be able to share that kind of uh process with people. Most definitely.
0: I mean, you, you to start with, I mean, you you've got to process it yourself. I mean, what you've gone through in your life and and knowing that that needs to go, that story needs to be out there, it needs to be told. And as you said, it helps you uh mentally, uh gives you closure on certain aspects. Uh, experiences you may have had that weren't so positive and um but then going back to those negative experiences can be certainly um rewarding as in getting some closure but it also takes you back to a dark place and uh (laughs) It does, yeah. And it's, it's hard sometimes to get back to the light when you've gone back to something so dark. Um, so to be able to understand other women's, I don't know if you, you do uh, with uh, men as well or if it's just women, um, to understand their stories, you need to uh, be honest about your own open up about yourself i mean how was that how did you
1: manage um so i can answer that in a number of different ways first of all i'd like to say uh, that i feel that with my authors i work with i feel like we get a little bit naked we get a lot naked uh because we, we put ourselves in a very vulnerable space yeah and and yes i i have to continually share my story with my authors so they have an understanding of who I am, what I'm all about. Um, however, I've, I've gone through it enough times that um, it doesn't hurt anymore. Now now I'm more at the embracing part, but you're very right. I have had some people that uh, it, it, it's very painful to go back into um, their past experiences. And so I, I do help them through that. Um, one of the things that is kind of the common thread when I, I have found when people work with me is whatever it is about my face or something—I don't know—but they seem to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it truly is an honor that they, they they trust me with their story and they trust me to to get vulnerable and help them get to the other side um, because. That's where the healing then really occurs, I see, and I have I see. literally seen women transform. Uh, you know, in the, in that space of time when they're writing their story and putting it out there, it's it, it's just amazing what what can happen. And the bond, the bond that you, mm-hmm. you create, not just with me, but with all the other authors that are in the book. Um, they, they've all become friends. They all trust each other because they trusted each other with their stories. Now they trust each other with friendships and, and business, sweet.
0: moving That's forward. That's nice, like so,
1: little family. It's, yeah, it's a community. It's, it's really pretty unique. So
0: the, the first anthology, how many stories did you have? How many authors, writers, the first one, I have
1: two books that have been published. I'm starting the third one now. Mm-hmm. The first book had... 18 authors in addition to myself so that was 19 chapters um a little bit overwhelming
0: but
1: I I like to say although I love the experience from start to finish it was a little like herding cats sometime trying to coordinate all the all the women on timelines and things like that um I didn't reduce it a lot but um, when I put out the second book, uh, I invited 14 ladies and plus mm-hmm. I again another chapter because I have more than one story. <laughs> so, um, so it was a total of 15. I went from 19 to 15. And that, that felt more right. You know, for the third one, it kind of depends. It might be 12. It might be 15 or somewhere in between. Um, but I think at least 12 is good.
0: With your two books now, is there a scene to each book? Or do you just, as there stories about anything?
1: Well, what I tried to do is, um, actually I didn't, it, it kind of fell into place, um, which is, is, is really fun. Um, but in sort of vetting and granting some of the women who wanted to do this, I, I wanted to make sure that they didn't sound like repeat stories. So mm-hmm. even though they're all lemon-to-lemon age stories, um, they have a different twist. For example, I had breast cancer stories in book one. I had three of them because breast cancer, unfortunately, is a very common thing yes. that, that, that is there. But they all had a little bit different twist. And then I had one story in book two that was a breast cancer story, but it again had a different twist. Hers was more of a financial twist, you know, uh, how she had kind of accidentally protected herself um, against uh, the, you know, the million dollar cost of of Mm. breast cancer. So uh, I'd like to say too that one of the differences between book one and, and book two, not particularly by design, it just happened, Book one is a little bit darker in the stories. There are more the things that you hope you never go through, rape, um, alcoholism, I mean, just some really tough stuff. In book two, it came out to be a little bit more relatable story, divorce, death in the family. Um, Those things that typically There's an awful lot of us out there that can identify and relate to the stories that were in book two, so that's a little bit of the difference. And I'm just starting to gather some um, authors for book three, so I don't know what's going to happen. You're not having the same authors in. they're all different authors
0: yet, you're not having anyone from book one in book two.
1: I did have one author from book one who loved the experience so much, she asked to be in book two. So I was thrilled. And of course, I said yes. Um, But for the most part, uh, most people aren't uh, gonna put it out there twice. Um, So I look for different stories, different people, uh, different experiences. um, And I wanna help different women um, and men too. I did have one, one brave man you know stood up and raised his hand for book two and he has the most incredible story i'm oh, so wow. grateful that he did that and i would love to see more men oh, uh step up to the plate how are you finding your authors most of the time by referrals um at least that was the case for the first book because i didn't have a track record i did not have a business around that mm-hmm. i was I was just Michelle, who was looking for women to join me. And I have networked, as I had mentioned, part of the process of being a small business owner was I had uh, I had networked like crazy and built a, a great circle of uh, business connection, And most of them, um, most of the the women that came to me the writers came from them so I went to each and every one of them said this is my project I'm working on um do you know anybody who might want to participate you know um and really everyone just jumped right in and and they were referring people all up you know left and right it was it was That in and of itself was pretty amazing that so many people responded. Um, There are some people, I honestly don't know where they came from, and they can't remember either. (laughs) It's kind of like, were you referred by somebody? And and, and we both shake our heads and go, I don't know, but you're here, and you found me, so that's great. Um, I must be hard
0: going through all of them to pick out 18 I mean, what were you looking for in those stories that made
1: the book compared to other stories? So it was, they didn't need to be able to write. You know, that was a big fear. I, I, I'm not a writer, and I say that doesn't matter because I have a writing coach. Um, and I do, she, she's a phenomenal writing coach. And uh, um, really the more important thing was, were they willing to get vulnerable and naked. Were they willing to really dig deep into their story and tell the whole story? Because I didn't want just a gloss over of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted readers to go through the story with them, feel the pain, feel the joy, um, know that they could do it, too. You know, I wanted it to be inspiring more than anything. Um so I didn't focus, I didn't want to focus on the pain of it as much as I wanted to focus on the on the joy in the end. The lemonade, really.
0: But, but I mean, they have to, like you say, really open themselves up. But there's always a silver lining at the end of the story to, to bring the reader
1: exactly. back up to exactly. happiness again. We all like a happy ending, right? Um, and it, as far as the readers you know they're they're reading it because they they want that happy ending they want to know that if they're going through a divorce or they're going yeah some kind of a negative experience um or they have in the past you know they want to know i'm not the only one if they can get through this i can get through this um so i Yes, yeah, that was a, a definite criteria. They they didn't have to be one hundred percent to the other side and healed. In fact, I saw the healing process going on while they were writing. But they had to be in that place that they were at least close enough to the side of joy, so
0: yeah, that we got yeah.
1: A really inspirational book.
0: Exactly. You don't want to too much of darkness. <laughs> And uh, no silver lining at the end, because that's what that's what happens in novels. When we we talk about real life as a novelist, and you you don't, it's not always candy floss and uh, heart chocolates in real life. So you know they can be rather dark the romances and what have you. But uh, that that is life. It's uh, we go through so much um, as as uh, individuals, our experiences, there's, I, I don't think anybody could hold their hand up and say they've never had a negative experience in their life.
1: I Unfortunately, don't think
0: I don't think anyone could do that.
1: I agree, I agree. I I, I say everyone has a story. I truly believe that um, be, because that's the nature of life. There are ups mm-hmm. and downs and, and even, even if you're fortunate enough to not have a dysfunctional family, you know, um, to have been able to grow up with, you know, enough money to live well or, you know, and there are people, but they still have stories. There are things that happen outside of our control. We all just went through COVID. Still going through it, right? Yeah, well, um, go. Everyone's experienced you know, that. Yeah. Every single person on this earth has mm-hmm. a COVID story. Yeah. You know? So, um, it, yeah, everyone's going to have that story. It's just different degrees of darkness and pain and, and, and all of this. But we all have something that has shaped us and mm-hmm. made us who we are. That's how we get our I value think, systems and our yeah. morals. And yeah, all of those I, things that make us who we are. Yeah. All even even
0: the the negative stuff the experience what you experience in life it's uh, makes you a stronger person because you gives you that character not that you were destined to go through that it happened but you lived through it and you learned about from it and hopefully you're able to get closure from it and that makes you, like I said, a stronger person through it. So book three, you went hard with book one. You went softer with book two. What is book three stories going to be like?
1: So that's an interesting question because book one and two sort of uh, developed on their own. They, they kind of took on their own legs. And I, I like to, to let that happen. But I also know that I need to guide it to a certain extent um, as to what I want the finished uh, product to look like because I don't want to create more of the same. Let me tell you what not to,
0: I tell you what not to do. Don't take any
1: COVID stories, (laughs) because nobody wants to read a book like that. Because you know what, we uh, as as a, a, a global community need to move past that we that's something we don't want to keep hashing over and over and over and it is a story that everybody has so no one has a more unique or uh, particular story so I think with book three I'm really going to uh take the time to to truly bet out you know what the stories are about in book one I was just so anxious to get authors that was like you got you have a story okay great come on in, <laughs> um, and so as as I move forward, um, I want the really unique stories, uh, and they're out there. Um, I've got one author who's signed up right now, and again it's it's a similar story. It's about divorce, but here's the interesting thing, is that it's. She had zero control in her life and in her finances. So it's a teaching story. Don't mm. let this happen to you. Mm. Don't let your husband put his name and his name only on all the documents. You know. Yeah, I, I hear you so, on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I said to her, I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do your story because. Other divorce stories are all about the pain of divorce, the pain of the relationship. She doesn't want to get into that. She simply wants to say, this is how I've had to rebuild my life, you know, kind of from scratch, because I didn't protect myself. I raised my kids. I was a full-time mother. I'm proud of that. I would never take that back. But by golly, if I knew then what I knew now, I'd do things a lot different. So even though the stories might be a little bit the same might be about divorce might be about death might be about some of the other things but it, it, it's gonna have to have a different twist
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's what yeah. i'm really looking for the readers and-
0: haven't read anything like it before from your other books or from other books that are out there you want uniqueness
1: I hope that's true. Well, I also have in the works a more, a different twist. And I do want to write um, the lemonade stand uh, healthcare heroes because we have seen so many people. That's as close as I'll get to COVID in writing about anything. I I do want to honor the healthcare professionals.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: I come from pharmaceuticals. Uh, My husband is a retired doctor. so it's important to me to give them that um, that place to to, to speak from, um, but it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because it has to be inspiring. It can't be a it can't be a ranting type of a thing, like you know, yeah, the medical system. Is yeah, So you
0: like you say you're going into the COVID because the, the reason you're doing it is because they've been putting their lives on the line for, for people every single day when they go to work Um, I hear um, I think where is it the UK I hear in the the UK that they're forcing them to have the vaccination Mm -hmm. and if you don't have it you lose your job and we're talking Mm -hmm. about health carers those on the first line they're threatening them to lose their job when you're so desperate for people like them for work and they're threatening them to lose their job. And it's, it's
1: mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. It is mind-blowing. Because I'll tell you, people don't get into healthcare as a career for the money. They, they, they get into it because that's where their heart is is that even even a doctor doesn't I mean they may be saying oh doctors make good money but that's not why they go to medical school that's not why they spend years and years you know to get their license to go through residency to go through a lot of you know hassles um they're doing it because they want to save people they want to heal them they want to they want to do their part Mm -hmm. and so somehow the Healthcare Heroes book need to come out where we're re- revealing some of these negative and dark spots, but it overall, again, has to have a silver lining. So the stories also need to relate things like what I love about being in healthcare, or maybe a particular patient story, thanking his healthcare workers because mm-hmm. of what they did for that patient. So that's why this one is gonna take a little bit of time mm. for me to think it through, get the right yeah. piece, get the right tone. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that it it will. Um, I'm really hoping it's gonna happen, and and I'd really love to get that one sponsored by a pharma company or a medical supply, anything like that. So I'm kind of working on that. So if anybody out there knows <laughs> of a company that wants to sponsor, um, that one uh, is the one I, I really would like somebody to step, in, step up and, and sponsor that. So um, we'll see if that happens.
0: Have you ever been like uh, with your other books, have you ever done um, uh, Kickstarter or... Um um what's the other one patent uh, where, where you get money from people to yeah
1: so so yeah uh, uh my office pay to be in the book um and that that's how in the very first one i said i needed to just spread around that cost a little bit um what i've done is developed a system in which they get a, a, a very serious return uh on that investment Um, because I help them to market, I help them to sell the books on their own, because they can't get the royalty, but they can buy at author prices, Mm
0: -hmm. and make a
1: whole lot more money selling them themselves, Mm
0: -hmm. than
1: I ever make on a royalty.
0: (laughs) I know, I know, tell everybody, yeah, yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing, is having a book, you know, just because you're a collaborative author, you want to however many 15 you're still an author you're still a best-selling author if that book reaches best-selling status which i know how to do that uh we make sure that it reaches best-selling status so that's the number one way to get on a podcast and look i'm here (laughs) (laughs) i wrote a book i'm here on your podcast um it is truly the number one way to to get on any kind of media, so interviews, TV, radio, uh, podcast. Um, so it's particularly attractive to people who not only have a story, but perhaps they're an entrepreneur, they have their own business, or they, 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 they're in a career that they need to promote themselves because they can take this book and they can bring it to a networking event. They can They can say, here, I'm giving a couple of books, to give away the prize, and then you're going to get recognition mm-hmm. at your working group, you know? So there's just, there's so many ways to use a book to promote yourself um, and your ideas and who you are, because people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and what better way to get them to know, like, and trust you than for you to be vulnerable and put it out there.
0: Put it out you there. Know. Well, Michelle, where can people
1: find your books now? Amazon. Um, it's, it's the easiest way. They can go on my website too and purchase it directly through there. My website is lemonadelegend.com, and uh, and the lemonade stand is the name of the book. Now they all have a different subtitle, um, but when you when you go in there and search for the lemonade stand, uh, both of my books will pop up. So you can but you're only
0: on Amazon, you haven't, you're haven't. you
1: not on the uh, Apple or Barnes & Noble? I haven't. I, you know, I, I haven't. I'm, uh, uh, there are so many places to be that um, I'm hoping that book three, um, I will be able to do that because I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have so many plates spinning in the air <laughs> now <laughs> that it's just been so much easier to say, I know Amazon, I understand it, boom. So um, but a book doesn't need to live on Amazon forever. And a book also doesn't need to um you shouldn't you shouldn't go quiet about it. You can promote you it. You need
0: to find yeah, you need to find your audience. By and doing so that, way- you go wide
1: Yeah. So-, so every time you do something different, you put out a revision or you say now available in Goodreads and you know or in Barnes and Noble. I mean that's a reason to sort of re-release it and get the buzz going again.
0: Have you are you on uh, Kindle Unlimited with Amazon? Is that why you stuck with Amazon? Because you're on Kindle Unlimited. Okay, so if anyone's on Kindle Unlimited, they can go to Amazon, download the books for free. And those that aren't on Kindle Unlimited, just uh, check on Amazon for paperback and ebook. Uh, mm-hmm. audiobook. any chance of that coming out uh, I'm sorry can repeat that? A- uh, audiobook. do you think you'd you ever know, do
1: one My struggle with that I feel like I'm coming up with excuses it's not excuses it's just like certain things have certain challenges <coughs> I wanted Desperately on book one, I did want the audible, but I wanted the authors to read their own story. Yes, so coordinating that because yes. you live all over the world, you have to have the same quality uh, audio. Um, so we we talked about this over and over. How can we create it that way? In the end, I may just have to hire somebody to do a you know a single voiceover and audio. But what? How cool would that be to have it in their own voices? It
0: can be done. It can be done, especially nowadays. We'll speak to you after the show. Um, where can people find you on social media other than your um, website?
1: So other than my website, um, I invite anyone and everyone to look at my Facebook group, which is the Lemonade Stand Community. If you plug that in, it will take you right to the group um request to be a member and uh, I, I don't think i've denied anybody yet so
0: <laughs> well i shall be over there look out <laughs> for my request um, yeah, michelle it's been, really. been wonderful having you as a guest on behind the pen thank you so much and i wish you all the best with book three and the hero book and everything else that you come up with you're wonderful you're inspiring you're positive you're bubbly I think you're awesome. So I just wish you all the best with uh, your future endeavors.
1: Right, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to meet you and uh, I wish everyone out there, um, you know, a great day. and, And yeah, be positive, be happy, be kind.